0: Hey guys. Hello. Welcome to the film room. This is kind of uh this is one that's
1: uh kind of long in the making. Yeah, a bit overdue. It's Marvel number four. Mm-hmm. We uh we had every intention of getting to this last year, but we kind of kept uh hitting some delays and we decided, you know what, better to wait and do it next year when Civil War comes out, because that will give us a lot to talk about. Um yes we would have theoretically actually recorded this one in person but you know a few things happened in my life that caused us to have to you know push it back baby (laughs) so yeah so that happened
0: hey there might be an in-person record uh in november
1: yeah yeah because because we will have a marvel at least a 4.5 because there's still a couple more movies to come out this year um This is going to be kind of our state of Marvel cast Our fourth one Um, And let's begin by making it clear That we're going to cover um, We're going to very briefly hit on um, Avengers Age of Ultron uh, Ant-Man And uh, we're going to reference But not really discuss Because we haven't seen Fantastic Four Going to discuss a little bit of the Of what are the right situations With Marvel what What are things doing and then, of course, we, have to, we get to discuss Civil War. And boy, do we have a lot to say about that one. So, that's going to be the majority of the cast, really. So We're going to begin by discussing something that uh, happened between the films uh, before we can even get to Age of Ultron. We have to acknowledge something big that happened in December of, uh, of 2014. This was the infamous Sony hack, which was probably executed by an employee with a disgruntled former employee who leaked uh, yeah. gigabytes of emails. Um, one things that came out was that Sony was desperately flailing around and trying to figure out... First of all, it turns out that as you could have figured out from watching it, The, um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was kind of a debacle of a production. Mm-hmm. This comes as absolutely zero shock to anybody who has watched the movie, which is a debacle. Honestly, I, I, I really dislike that movie more and more. There are some good scenes in it, but oh, it's such a mess. You never even got around to seeing it, did you?
0: I never did, No, I just I didn't have the heart. The irony in all this is that, if I remember right, uh, the only reason that The Amazing Spider-Man was made in the first place was to hold on to the rights.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of money flushed away.
0: Yeah, and the second film in that little series... Just completely made that null. Yeah,
1: that that made it clear that was not going to happen. Uh, Sony, uh, yeah. Sony, as we all well know, um, did indeed wind up... They entered into what amounts to a right-sharing program with Marvel. Which is, Marvel can use the character in their cinematic universe. And part of this deal was that Marvel and Sony had to... Was that Marvel had to make a movie um, for Sony... Uh, which Sony will be distributing But uh, that's, uh, We're going to see where that goes in 2017 uh, We will be uh, uh, Right now honestly There's a lot of hope um, Everything I'm hearing about the guy that's been hired to direct that uh, John Watts Apparently he's an extremely talented director uh, And uh, They've got an amazing cast coming together For it um,
0: It's being called Spider-Man Homecoming Isn't it?
1: Yes There's a lot of of reason to have some hope for this one. We're going to get into why when we get into Civil War. But the big news is, Spider-Man was uh, brought back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was given to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he had never been in it. And, yeah, now Spider-Man's with Marvel. Um, And, as I said, we're going to get to that when we get to Civil War. Uh, Boy, do I have a lot to say about that. Fox continues to hold the rights to the X Men, and really, they have no reason to to let go of them. They're they're making good money with it. I wonder how much longer that's going to last. There are some signs of trouble on the horizon.
0: Yeah, the uh, it Apocalypse has about forty seven percent on the Rotten Tomatoes.
1: That's not to say it won't make money. Though, who knows? By the time again, we need to stress we're recording this on May twelfth. Who knows what we're going to hear by the time that that comes, you know. By the time that you're hearing this, it may be very different. It may be very, very, very different. But I have hope. Uh, I I, I, I think Fox is still going to hold on to the rights at least a little bit longer. They're very happy with how things are going with uh, Deadpool, which I should stress, Fox's ownership of the rights to Deadpool is actually unrelated to their rights of uh, X-Men.
0: Yeah, even though they're, you know, the same universe they're
1: the same universe kind of but they're but but the, those rights are completely different um uh, so yeah. so right right now there are some interesting things afoot um it should be noted that marvel hasn't quite been the dominant force that they were at the box office in the last couple of years um they did have a little bit of a step off and i think that's to be expected i mean you can't you can't be that bright that strong forever um and it's not, and, and people are acting as if they've gone from, one hundred percent of their strength to five percent of their strength when they've only gone to ninety-five percent of their strength. Come on, this is.
0: Uh, who are you, are you talking about? Marvel or Fox?
1: Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Marvel themselves. They, you know what? The fact that the fact that the box office is cooling just a little bit, that only means that you're kind of starting to see the people who aren't as invested fall off. That's fine. That's just kind of that's going to kind of be how it's going to go. And that's the only thing I'm going to say about box office. These movies are still making absurd amounts of money. They're still critical oh God, yeah. audience smashes. Uh so let's go on ahead and get into the first one. And I'm not going to have too much to say about this one not because it's a bad movie, but because it's it's a good movie and there's really not much more to say beyond that. Uh Avengers Age of Ultron.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I've only seen it uh once out of theater, like I've cut on cable. Uh I I don't know. My feelings about this one are complicated. It's not as good as the first one. It's not course. as good
1: as the first one. And I don't and I don't hold that against it. I I that the first one is still an extremely high bar.
0: Yeah, and it's like I don't know, it feels more like um a Marvel studio film, than a Joss Whedon film, and the first one felt like a Joss like well, it felt like both, and I think that kind of hurts it a bit. But you know, I'm you know, this is just glancing over the like the obvious like you know what people don't like about it, which is the uh, honestly the Black Widow Hulk thing did not bother me all that much.
1: Not only did it not bother me, it actually worked for me quite a bit because yeah. I bought it because, first of all, I bought these characters having chemistry. Uh, Johansson and Ruffalo had phenomenal chemistry, and I I believed them. I believed there was a spark for them. Uh, They had chemistry in that first scene where they uh, meet up. So I, I believed them. I had no issue with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, well... You know, her and Clint have a thing, so what's going on there? It's like, well, they have a professional working relationship.
1: They have a friendship. They, for the love of God, they have a platonic male-female friendship that's allowed to exist. Besides which, the movie makes it damn clear why, they, why she's not with Hawkeye. He's married with kids. Yes. That's about as good of a reason as, as any. And we actually meet his family, and I love that we meet his wife. And she's not in any way intimidated by Black Widow, even though she's literally Scarlett Johansson.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're good friends also.
1: It, it's like you, could not liter- you couldn't be more hyperbolic of a uh, version, you know, of, of mm. someone who you would expect to be treated as intimidated. But no, she's treated as an old family friend. I don't like the fact that she's infertile, but I'm going to pull people aside and point something out. That's from the comics. That is an atrocious move, and it's a bad one to bring over. But Whedon doesn't get first blame there. The comics do, and I'm much angrier at the comics for ever having thrown that in. I I don't like that. That's despicable.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I just... I'm going to be a little controversial here. I really hate that people have revoked uh, Joss Whedon's feminism card over that. You know, his response kind of suits it well It's like, you know, if you You know, if you're known for a thing And uh, you slip up even once Then you're pretty much ruined You know It's like,
1: uh, come on I don't know I, 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 I don't think that's fair for Whedon um, No, it's not It's
0: not like he's perfect
1: No No, not at all uh, But yeah, I, I here's the way that I see Whedon's feminism issues is he's uh he's going to be a process uh you know there is a certain degree of things move on and time progresses and you're not quite in the same you know things move on beyond you and maybe you do get a little bit trapped as dated but that's that can't be helped and i think whedon means well um
0: absolutely yeah
1: in terms of my other issues with the film um because I, I, that's really kind of a small one um, I do think that people have pointed out correctly That the film does to a certain degree Amount to a time killer of a film This is one where the stakes Don't seem to escalate very much um, And that's partially because
0: Yeah they just kind of stay at one level
1: They stay at one level And I think that does bother people Because the other films have escalated things With each continuous film And they don't here Things kinda of pretty much stay at a level. And I understand why that kind of annoys people. I mean, we do get to meet a couple of characters, one of whom dies. Um, I, I get really annoyed with people saying that death doesn't mean anything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe when uh, what when uh what's uh Quicksilver dies.
0: I saw a thing recently. Funny that we should bring this up. Uh it was a chart of Marvel Cinematic Universe death. You know, Colson, not really dead. Uh, Nick Fury, not really dead.
1: Bucky, not really dead. Bucky,
0: not really dead. Oh, God. There was, there were a few more. Yeah. But then, you know, the last one, Quicksilver. Ah, oh, come
1: on! <laughs> Though we know why he was killed. He was killed because Fox... Fox also has yeah. the rights to the character, and... It was kind of Marvel's way of saying, okay, go for it. Um, I, I'm i not
0: too happy with the Quicksilver death, but no. I accept it.
1: Especially because I liked Aaron Taylor Johnson in the part. I thought he did a fine job. He did, yeah.
0: You know, And I will say that uh, I do like Marvel's portrayal a little better, because he's more likable, but um, that's just a personal... He's
1: more like the comic version. Um, A little bit more arrogant. Um, But, and, uh, okay. But I I really, I didn't mind. But here's the thing. Even though the movie does kind of have that issue where the stakes kind of stay about level. Mostly because Marvel has to be concerned about where things are going for uh, Infinity War. First and foremost, I want everybody to keep in mind that comment about... Things staying level when we get to civil war, where that does not happen even in the least. No. Oh boy, does it not happen there? Uh, but but I didn't mind that because at the end of the day, the film is still fundamentally a rollickingly fun action movie.
0: The strong thing about and a lot of, I know a lot of people disagree with this. Uh, I think uh, the absolutely strong thing about Age of Ultron and what keeps it really good is the villain.
1: That's what I was about to get to actually That was the exact yeah. point I was about to get to Yeah
0: James, James Spader Is perfect like he's Intimidating Like uh, um, Like he's like the from the first time He limps out in like a broken uh, Iron Man drone uh, He is just He sends chills down the spine How could you be worthy You're all killers Stark
1: Jarvis. I'm sorry I was asleep, or I was a dream. Reboot. I just got a buggy suit. Terrible noise, and I was tangled in strings. Had to kill the other guy. He was a good guy. You killed someone? Wouldn't have been my first call. But down in the real world, we're faced with ugly choices. Who sent you? I
0: see a
1: suit of armor around the world. Ultra. In the flesh.
0: Or no, not yet. Not this Christmas.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. People have complained that he uh, turns evil too quickly. I think that's kind of the fun of the idea of it, is is that if something was to be exposed to the internet... I'm a peacekeeping program created to help the Avengers... You are malfunctioning. If you shut down for a moment. I don't get it. The mission. Give me a second. Peace in our time. Peace in our time. That is too much. They hit me. Oh no. You are in distress. No. Yes.
0: If you will just allow me to contact Mr. Star. You call him, sir. I believe your intentions to be hostile. Shh. I'm here
1: to help. Stop. Mm-hmm. In fact, we even saw that proven in recent tests
0: uh, mm-hmm. with
1: Microsoft's chatbot that started retweeting hate speech. Really? Yes. So we know wow. that, and, and that was within 24 hours. So I don't <laughs> disbelieve. You also have to factor in that this is some, that this is something that was given intelligence via alien technology it might very well be prone to wanting to wipe us out i'm just going going to say um
0: yeah and it's uh the it, yeah the other thing to keep in mind is computers work a lot faster than we do so yeah <laughs> so of course it would yeah if that was what's what's going to end up being then yeah uh,
1: the thing about it's the movie doesn't have a lot of time so it, it has to accelerate things because it's still about two and a half hours so they have to accelerate things very fast and and that works also can we get over this meme that marvel doesn't have good villains i'm getting really kind of annoyed with this because marvel has had several phenomenal villains
0: yeah Loki. yeah oh i have heard the very valid criticism about age of ultron that yeah ultron was great but he wasn't loki
1: well that's that's not fair though i mean that's not fair
0: because how can you beat loki
1: yeah first i mean first of all loki is an amazing villain and tom hiddleston is a hell of an actor secondly i i and en- you know okay ultron was still fun he was still pure arrogance yeah. and i you know and, and again if you want to list marvel villains that i think have been excellent um Red Skull, for the love of God, Red Skull always gets ignored, even though he was a tremendous villain. And I know that Hugo Weaving had a pretty miserable time making the film, but damn, did that not come through. Yeah, yeah he was not happy with the film. That didn't come through. That didn't come through. He did a great job here.
0: Yeah, we can't forget that the events that that villain... Set off has taken over The series Yeah, Like has taken over like the big like Hydra uh, Is now A huge presence
1: Yeah and we're still dealing with the uh, End result of that Um, So yeah I don't really uh, Yeah I don't get that but I, I really uh, Age of Ultron's a lot of fun It's not It doesn't redefine things And change things the way that the first Avengers movie did But it is fun as as a fun little one-off movie, I, I really do enjoy this. Um, I will make the theory that maybe Marvel came to Whedon and said, hey, we can't do Thanos yet. I am going to theorize that Whedon came, did an Ultron movie second, or as his second choice, because I think he really did want to get to Thanos immediately. And Marvel said, no, we need time to build that. You know, I I, I do think that probably... It's not what Whedon intended, but it does a good job, and it's still fun to watch these characters. Um, I do think that the stuff with Thor is pretty clumsily thrown in. I think it's pretty clumsy that they throw in his stuff. Uh, I, it's a little awkward, but the, I don't I don't want to talk too much about the complaints because it's got great action. It adds some fun characters. Uh, Scarlet Witch is awesome. Hawkeye gets much more screen time. Vision is amazing.
0: Vision. Yeah, that's the other point I was gonna bring up. Is, yeah, you know, we get Vision,
1: and they and they take an interesting tactic with him because, uh, in the comics, his origins are too complicated to even go into. In the movie, they just cut they just cut to the garbage, and they're like, you know what? Uh, we have an actor in our cast who would be amazing in this role. That's who's gonna be Vision.
0: Yeah, he's Jarvis, but uh, slightly modified. Like he's jarvis he's Jarvis plus.
1: Yeah, that's the idea. Is that is that his brain pat is that his patterns are used as the basis for the vision and also yeah. also the physical appearance of his actor. Um
0: Yeah. Which is uh like especially in uh Civil War, like just looking at him is kind of amazing. Yeah. Like he Yeah. I mean I know I know part of that is makeup. But it's like if you if you look very closely at like his facial, uh, like you you can see the fact that he's a robot it is not like you know it's in the details.
1: Yeah, it it's really well done, and Betny is just a hell of an actor who does a great job in the part. Um, yeah. So there's that. So that that's a movie that again I, I feel like it's getting a little bit of a bad rap from people. It's nowhere near the, it's, let, let's just, let's not call it the lost world of Marvel movies, okay? Can we not do that? It's so no, not. it's
0: not. Uh-uh. No.
1: This is, this is closer to an Iron Man 2 than it is to that, so. It is. Which is to say, not as good, but still fun. Yeah,
0: it's, it's better than Iron Man 2. It is. I oh mean. yeah,
1: it's, it's quite a bit better. I mean, it it's, it's quite good and I, I really enjoyed it and. Let's, ju- But let's jump quickly to Ant-Man, which you ex- you might be expecting us to be really hard on this movie because Edgar Wright had to leave it, and most of his ideas... My understanding is that most of the action sequences, the pre-visualization, are his, but all the character stuff was new. You know, a lot of the bigger, you know, the smaller stuff was pretty much completely uh, thrown out in favor of... Um, when Wright left, they handed it off to Peyton Reed, who has gotten so much crap for not being Edgar Wright that it's not even remotely fair.
0: Uh, uh. It's like, look, I can see the Edgar Wright seeds, but you know he made it his own yeah
1: let's let, let's get let's get one thing clear, despite this movie's complicated history, I still had a really great time with this movie, and I still have a lot of affection for it. Um, the script, uh, what wound up happening was when Wright left the project, Marvel needed someone to rewrite the script. Mm -hmm. So, they turned to some unlikely names. Um, Adam McKay, who is, uh, best known for Anchorman, Step Brothers, and now an Academy Award winning screenwriter, seriously, for the big short, uh, came in to rewrite it and actually wound up rewriting it with the help of his Anchorman co-star, slash Ant-Man himself, Paul Rudd.
0: Yeah,
1: they went in and reworked the project and came up with something pretty awesome. Actually, I ah, this is this is a really fun movie. This is it's very much a throwback to an earlier style of comic book movie. The small scale events aren't world changing. It, it's not entirely, you know, it's not entirely. Oh, everything is big and epic. No, it's a small scale film. It exists in the Marvel universe. Uh there are multiple references. Uh the movie opens on a scene with uh, a frankly not very perfected CGI de aging for Michael Douglas. Yeah. Which uh, Oh
0: we'll we'll get to we'll get we're, to we're, the okay, I I got point. I got to
1: that. I got we're gonna get to that. Um Yeah. I will say this maybe not the best idea to try and digitally recreate the face of someone who was extraordinarily active in that age, Mm-mm. you know, yeah, I do have to call the movie out on that. Um, yeah. That de-aging for Douglas was very iffy because again, we, we know what Douglas looked like in that age. He made a lot of movies um, that said he was awesome in the film. It was great to have him in. It was great to have him in as part of the cast Maybe find a way to use some archival footage or something. This, 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 something. There are other, or or maybe just, or maybe just don't do that scene. I mean, um, that said, the scene is really kind of funny because you've got him artificially aged up uh, next to, uh, let's see, he runs into um, uh, Toby Jones as uh, Arnim Zola, uh, John Slattery as Howard Stark, and then. Just to make the whole aging thing a little bit irritating, an aged up uh, Haley Atwell as uh, Sher- uh, Peggy Carter. Didn't uh, like Peggy, that. Yeah. Didn't like that. Uh, th- but that scene aside, really, the movie's a lot of fun. It's a very small scale film. That said, you do have that scene. You do also have a scene where uh, Ant Man uh, has to break into uh, the current Avengers headquarters and gets to fight Falcon.
0: Yes, that was great. That was like the one. That was the one tie for now.
1: Mm-hmm. Until the post credit scene. Yeah. Where it uh jumps to a scene that will happen in Civil War. In fact I I'm pretty sure that's just the same scene in Civil War.
0: Yeah, I forget what the scene is.
1: It's the scene where they've got Bucky in the vice and uh
0: Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that's, they have, yeah, it's the
1: exact scene. They uh
0: they get him out of the van. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah.
1: But anyway, uh, this is, despite this movie's troubled history, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a smaller scale film. It's, it's a damn good action movie. The uh, physics of it are a lot of fun to watch.
0: Oh, they are. Yeah, they did a great job with that. And again, you know, props to Edgar Wright for for helping them map that
1: out. I could we have had a better film with Wright? Probably.
0: Probably. But I don't really but... care. This is okay. This is fine. I'm okay with this.
1: I, I I like what we got, and I really think Peyton Reed doesn't get enough credit for having directed a very attractive film, for having gotten a very good cast of actors, and worked very well with them, given them a lot to do, um, put a lot of energy into it. He is coming back for the sequel, by the way. Peyton Reed, he is going to be back for the sequel.
0: Oh, good, good.
1: Which will be written by, which will be once more written by the same team. Also, more than anything else. If anything really keeps this movie afloat, it is Paul Rudd who has abs- what's funny is this movie came out right about the 20th anniversary of uh, Clueless. And it's fascinating to watch that movie versus this movie because while he does look older, it's not dramatically older. He doesn't look that- he doesn't look nearly as far off from that film as you would expect. So yeah. that is kinda of funny. Um but more than anything else, he just delivers his usual very charming, very likable, very funny performance. And and I think casting him really does keep the movie afloat.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh one, one thing, uh, before we leave that I do uh before I leave Admin that I do kind of address is uh the movie has kinda of gotten a lot of shit because they introduce a character uh, who was killed off, like, beforehand. Uh, it's, uh, Jane?
1: Uh Janet uh, Van Dyne. Janet, Jen- yeah, 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 yeah. The original the Wasp. the
0: Avengers. Yeah. And, um, my counter to that is they're setting up for a new one. In fact, I think the second film is going to be called Ant-Man and
1: the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we're going to get a new Wasp because, um... It's established that uh Pim's daughter is going to step in and fill the role. And secondly yeah. they kind of established that she might not be as dead as we think. It's established that she's right. been floating. Um
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the entire crux of the of the uh climax to that film is yeah, it is possible and she could still be out there.
1: Also I've heard rumblings about which actress might be filling the role. Very early rumblings, very early rumblings to the point where I don't want this to go on the cast. But I have heard a name pitched for someone who might be called in to do it. And I kind of hope they do it. But yeah, I'm not bothered by that. Because, again, stakes. People keep complaining about this being a low-stakes universe. I didn't really mind that. Um... I just no, I, I'm I'm there for I'm there for wh- whatever this is gonna be, for whatever this is wherever this is gonna go. I, I I enjoyed this corner of the universe and this is just a fun little movie. I I, I really I had a good time with it. <sighs> fun seems to be the key there. Yeah, this
0: is this is actually one of the uh, only four Marvel movies I own.
1: Yeah. It's a good one. There you go. It's a good one. It really is. I This is one I actually went to see with my mother, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and it works well if you're someone who's not well-versed with the Marvel Universe. It did wind up going on to be a pretty surprisingly decent hit from Marvel, actually. Um, it was a slow burner. It wound up doing a nice, long play, which Marvel didn't expect, because it turns out people really did embrace it, and I, I'm glad. Um... We're about the time where we do have to address what happened with Fantastic Four. Uh, Let's let's briefly address this. Yeah. Uh, We haven't seen the movie. I have no desire to see it.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't care to. Like from all I've heard, especially like the thing that gets me is the uh, uh, when I first heard the. I think I told you this. Like this was like a week before it came out. I first heard about. Uh, What their explanation for the origin of its clobbering time
1: Which says it all, doesn't it?
0: It does, yeah It's like, wow, that's kind of a fun line That you just made completely dark And just sucked all the joy out of
1: Uh. I hear that and I think to myself You could have maybe come up with something really clever and funny there Mm Mm-hmm Instead, you did this. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, if you first of all, not everything needs an explanation. Secondly, maybe it could have been a, a a a fun, warm thing. Making uh Ben Grimm the victim of abuse doesn't doesn't make me want to see this movie. Everything I've heard about the movie, and again, I try not to talk about movies that I haven't seen, but um but I can say this. I watched about a couple of minutes of it while I was standing in line at a Walmart and I noticed something I could not pay. I could not follow one bit of what was going on. Like Hmm. it was obvious that it was very poorly shot. First of all, the movie was drenched in dark colors and darkness. Okay. I'm just going to issue a corrective right here. Um, Here are some things that I think people could read and could read instead instead of watching this. You could read Mark Waid's run on Fantastic Four. You could read um, Ultimate Comics' Doomsday story, which is this incredible um, big 12-issue event story that deals with the Ultimate Fantastic Four. Uh, James Robinson's run on Fantastic Four was just superb. Read those, or watch the Fantastic Four 1994 movie. Don't watch this. I just, I, I don't, I don't see what... I just I, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch the film at some point. Uh what is notorious about it is that it was cut to shreds before it was released. What we saw it, did what? it was cut to shreds before it was released. It was put through Yeah it was put through uh like it's widely known. Fox absolutely whittled it down to nothing. Uh I don't I've heard that it may barely run 90 minutes. That's not good. Wow. It's not good, Fox. No. Um Here's what It uh, it may run a little bit more, but I've heard that the film was very much, like most of the scenes that people saw in the trailers, did not make it into the film, including moments that looked like they were big, movie-defining moments, aren't in the film.
0: Yeah, I guess I remember hearing that.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, I don't know. We may, if I do wind up watching the film, I will double back and give a uh, review that will go here, but... I'm at a loss as to what happened there. Um, my understanding is that basically Fox had the rights, realized that they were going to lose them if they didn't make this movie, forced the movie to be made. Nobody wanted it. Nobody saw it. Uh, it was a huge flop. Uh, cost them a ton of money.
0: This is another thing. Like people talk about the um, people talk about the X Men versus you know what Marvel is doing with. You know x-men and the inhumans which we talk about on the i don't know which one's going to come out first development hell or this but we talk about the inhumans on the development hell cast basically yeah what marvel is in general is doing with x-men is they are basically killing them off and introducing these new things it's like what they i would argue that what they're doing with fantastic four in the comics is worse
1: i would actually argue against I'd actually argue against that, because at least the story where the Fantastic Four are put on hold is a good story, uh, which you'll also probably be hearing about, uh, because I talk about Secret Wars. It's a good epilogue for the characters. Also, they didn't kill them.
0: Ah, good. Okay, then I I retract that statement, then.
1: Oh, that's the key thing. Um, I don't want to spoil Secret Wars for people, so this is off the record.
0: Whoa, wow. Okay.
1: Marvel still said, okay, we're canceling the book, but this option I like, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's putting it on ice at least. Yeah, it
1: it's putting it on ice so that it so that it'll still be there. So yeah. But anyway, there's I I, I, I wish Fox would just give Marvel back the rights because obviously this isn't working for them. But you know what? I more wish that, Mar- that Marvel could play with the concepts that come with the Fantastic Four rights because a number of very good characters and aliens and all that. I don't think Marvel really wants to do anything with the Fantastic Four as characters because it's pretty clear there are some struggles making them work as characters on screen. So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this, but, um...
0: Yeah, that's... yeah. It's a kind of debacle...
1: I can't really judge Fantastic Four because I haven't seen it Um, But I I do think that it's obvious that there's something that Fox just kind of needs to let go and move on Um, As we go down the list, let's see uh, Deadpool has already come and we've already discussed that one at this point several times Oh yeah, yeah You've seen it, it's good I'm not quite as high on it as some people but it is a lot of fun
0: It's a basic uh, superhero movie that lets him play around.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So, yeah. So those are my thoughts on that. And let's get to the big one. Let's get to. Let's get to Civil War. And Civil War. I'm just gonna give people. Let's get. Let's put. Let's put the warning on full spoilers.
0: Full spoilers.
1: We are going into here on out. Yeah, we're going into everything our assumption and we and we're going to warn you on the blog too. So you you have no excuse. Um wow. This movie. Let's before we get into this movie, let's talk a little bit about what the term Civil War means in the Marvel universe. Uh May of 20 of 2016 marks the 10-year anniversary of the Civil War comic book event. Um this is a story that is extremely notoriously divisive but has also been a big seller for Marvel for years. This has been their go-to project. When they started their prose novel line of uh, hardcovers, this was the story that they adapted. Um, yeah, Marvel, Marvel really does, you know, this has been their bread and butter story. This has been their one that they went to. Um, when they got their uh, deal with graphic audio, this was one of the first stories that they told um so there's that it's it's been a big story for them it's um it's a notoriously divisive story because it's a story where the characters don't exactly right and wrong in this story is kind of muddled and it's muddled in ways that aren't very effective at times and i say this as someone who absolutely loves it there is some serious issues with the character writing um Iron Man turns a little quick to fascism, to be perfectly blunt.
0: Just a smidge. In the original story, yeah,
1: because he's all about oh, because uh, once this registration act is put in place, he decides a little too quickly to be okay with locking people in a prison in another dimension. Yeah, he's a little quick on that. However, the story works fundamentally as an allegory for the abuses of the Bush administration. Which Mm -hmm. is definitely what they were going for with it. The idea of how much power... years ago, this makes sense. Yeah. Of how much, you know, what would you give up for, you know, to make things safer? The idea that if if the government uh, regulates superhuman activity, maybe they can make it safer and, you know, keep people from acting out of place... It's a, it's a good story. It is a great story. Um, we're going to link to uh, my review of it. Um, it has some problems, though. I mean, it, it has some problems, but it's great art. It also shattered the Marvel Universe and has never really healed things. Mm-hmm. The characters are still kind of uncomfortable with each other, and I like that. So there is that. Yeah. But that's that story. So now we have the movie. And I'm just going to start right now by addressing the big complaint that I've heard from several people. This movie is not a one to one adaptation of the story, even remotely. It's more accurate to say that it borrows ideas from it. The idea of registration is there. The idea of hero versus hero is there. The idea of characters struggling with the idea of government control is there. But no, it's not a one to one adaptation. Also, the idea of the prison is there, but it's moved in, but it's taken at least to Earth. It's a prison out in the middle of the ocean.
0: Yeah, I and honestly, that kind of demonstrates a fundamental misunderstanding of what the Cinematic Universe is. It's its own thing, and a one-to-one adaptation would have not have done it just to, like it would have been forced.
1: It would have been forced because you've got a number of characters who can't make it into the film. Uh, Reed Richards right. was a vital character, and they don't try to find somebody else to replace him. But, I mean, I think people who are complaining that it's not a good adaptation do need to look a little bit closer and see that they tried to find analogs here and there for things. You mm-hmm. know, the they do try to find analogs for, okay, like a, there's an incident that sets a, off questions of uh, control over superhumans. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie is smart. It has one of those. In this case, it's uh, Scarlet Witch not being able to control her powers right and uh, sending a guy who's blown him, sending a suicide bomber into a building which results in a number of civilian casualties. Civilian casualties was what started Civil War in the first place in the comics. So you still have an analog there. And, and again, no, the movie is not a direct one-to-one adaptation, but it's taking that idea and that concept. And let's let's get right down to it. The most important thing of all about this project is that the story was between Captain America and Iron Man in the comics. Those were the heroes that fought.
0: Yeah, and well here it's no
1: different. It's no different. Here it's also still Captain America and Iron Man who represent the two sides. Can I can I just point out how if nothing else, that's what should that's the core of the story. Is the feud yeah. between these two characters the tension that has always existed there, and I love the fact that this movie gives us honest to God Captain America versus honest to God Iron Man it's not analogs it's you know it's not analogs and it's not cheap um well this isn't really you know this is some other actor no it's Robert Downey Jr versus Chris Evans. I love that we got to see that on the big screen yeah. So let's get one thing clear right off the bat, too, because I've heard another number of people say this. Is this a Captain America movie or is this an Avengers movie? Here's what I say. It's an Avengers movie starring Captain America.
0: Yeah, he is front and center, like, in the story. Like, it's all about Iron Man. It's a big part of the story, but ultimately it's about Captain America's decisions on how to handle this situation. Let me put it to you this that way to- That Tony is trying to put forward
1: Let me put it to you this way If they had changed it so that it was Like they changed this house so that, yes it was an Avengers movie Would anybody blink? No 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 cause, So yeah you've got that there That there is that, that thread running through the movie um, You know that it, it is indeed a full Avengers movie
0: the only thing that really keeps it from that, though, is the absence of, uh, the notable absence of Thor and Hulk, which is, you know, they, they bring up a few times.
1: Yeah, they, they point out that we don't know where they are, and that's kind of a big problem. That's why registration might not be the worst idea. Right, right. The central premise of the movie, again, is that the heroes are forced into registration after a, uh, an incident, but this is problematic. Regulation Yep, regulation They're told, the idea is that the Avengers will be told Where to go and where to act Yeah, based on Based on the United Nations Yeah,
0: yeah, they will be part of the United Nations
1: Cap doesn't like the idea He refuses to go along with it uh, Because he points out correctly That they could be sent places where they wouldn't be uh, Where it wouldn't be ideal to use them Versus places where it would be I mean th- these are there's some real genuinely good questions raised. On the other hand, Iron Man rightly points out uh yeah, we're also causing a lot of damage. We are invading nations whose sovereign borders we are not respecting. There's a lot of gray area here.
0: Yeah. And the other the other thing that's brought up is agenda, you know. Like, you know, we we might be you know, sent places where our agenda does not match Uh, The agenda that's being put forth
1: These are real questions These are real interesting questions about military power That the movie actually Does think about Um, Yes it does turn out that the characters Are being manipulated But not nearly in the easy way That movies reveal it Uh, It turns out the person that's manipulating them Is someone who Actually did lose someone In uh, the events of Age of Ultron Which by the way This movie constantly points out hey, there have been civilian casualties in all of this. And this movie is a giant wake-up call to to the superhero genre to go, okay, have you not noticed that surely there would be civilian casualties in this stuff? For the love of God, stop and think about this. It's time to actually stop and meditate on this. And the movie takes Mm -hmm. this idea very seriously to the very end. From the moment the idea of of civilian death is brought up, the movie bends over backwards to put the characters in a situation where either they're going to be punished for being out in public. See the absolutely incredible fight scene at the uh, center <laughs> of the movie. That just astonishing chase scene.
0: Oh God, yeah, and it lasts. Yeah, well, we'll bring that yeah. back up. But yeah, yeah,
1: the movie doubles over backwards to say huh, we're not going to put these chari- We're not going to put people at harm. That means that. When the heroes do fight It's at a completely uh, evacuated And empty airport Yeah. Why? Because the movie wants to make it clear to you It's taking this seriously uh, Which is greatly appreciated And really it's kind of a giant Corrective to the entire action genre Which a lot of other Because it's not just superhero movies that have this Before the movie we saw the trailer For Jason Bourne Which has a chase sequence where all I could think was Wow so many people are going to die during this note that movie may turn out to be a lot of fun and looks pretty good i i've always i've always enjoyed that series um but i really like that this movie does stop and really makes you go okay hmm you know are there consequences what what's the price of all of this it's it's a movie that takes itself very seriously and i appreciated that and i think that by by bringing up that very issue it makes it harder to say who is right and who is wrong um it especially gets trickier once the con- central conflict of the movie arises. Uh, the one that we learn is being kind of manipulated to a certain degree by uh, Zemo, the uh, a, a figure who, again, his family was killed in the events of Age of Ultron, and he wants revenge. You spend most of the movie thinking that Zemo is trying to plan this whole, oh, he's going to uh, reawaken all the other Winter Soldiers, uh... And uh, bring them back to life, uh, and uh, he'll, you know, the standard take over the world stuff.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a shock when, uh, when that moment comes, and it's like, nope, they've been dead for a while. Yeah, I have a whole other agenda.
1: Yeah, what you come to find out is that he does indeed plan on uh, what he what he wants is to find is to get proof as the Winter Soldier. Killed Iron Man's parents, and that uh, Captain America knew about it, mm-hmm.
0: which uh, is true.
1: Yeah, and you know, and I like the fact that okay, this is technically a retcon. We don't learn that uh, he knew this until just now, but it makes sense mm-hmm. when, uh, in the movie. It makes sense that he doesn't know. It, it does make sense. It, because it's like well, he knows the whole history of the of him. He's been doing his research. Surely he would know that this was one of his missions. And what you wind up with then is a movie is um, it builds to a big fight between uh, Iron Man, uh, Bucky, and Captain America. And wow, is it a fight.
0: Yeah, you, you could see just the raw anger in Tony with that fight. This
1: movie does not let... It doesn't end with these characters letting things off the hook. Oh, no. You know, it doesn't end with everybody being going, oh, well, gosh, there was a misunderstanding. We were manipulated. Sorry. No, it ends with the characters very much hating each other. This movie ends with pretty much no. the entire Avengers project in ruins.
0: In the end, it's like, yeah, we know we are being manipulated, but it does not fucking matter because... Wow, this friendship is irreparably damaged. Yeah, like there's no coming back from this. There's no
1: coming back from trying to save the killer of your parents. You you can't come back from that, and especially because no the movies have made it clear from the word go that you know Stark has had all these issues because he never because his parents died suddenly and he never had the chance to really repair his relationship with them. In fact, we briefly mm-hmm. see his last minutes with them, which is where the CGI comes in. And frankly, it's a lot better than it was on the. Uh, it's 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 a lot better actually. It's it's still not there all the way. We we still have got to. Well, I, yeah, it's th- at that moment in the
0: theater, I leaned over to Zach, the guy I saw with, and uh, said, "We've come a long way since Tron Legacy."
1: We kind of have though, because really Downey did look pretty. I mean, it, it's good. It's just distracting and startling, but...
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, because you are looking at a uh, Chaplin-era Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But, I mean, he is... Like, the camera does get pretty close on him, and, you know, it's actually pretty seamless.
1: It really is. I mean, it's very effective, and and especially when you're then hit by jumping from that to uh, the very... Tired, very worn out, very exhausted. Present day version of uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to his arc in this movie in in a bit, but uh, again, he's had these issues that have driven him the entire series. We knew that in the first film that he wasn't at peace with how things went with his father. We know, yeah. So when at the end they're fighting, there's a good reason that they're fighting. It's not just yeah. that they're being manipulated. No, it doesn't matter You know, in a very real sense Zemo wins in this movie He actually wins yeah. Because he gets exactly what he wanted He only loses in that he doesn't get to to Succeed in killing himself But he gets what he wanted yeah. He gets what he wanted and he's fine He, he seems pretty content actually And that's what's disturbing uh, Daniel Brühl does a really excellent job in this movie It's a subtle, small role But he's very good in it but again this movie does not end With a sense of everything's going to be okay Everything is not going to be okay These characters cannot come back From that and that more than anything else Is what makes this a great adaptation of Civil War Because there is no Coming back there is no doubling back And going okay Everything's alright Um Captain America is on the run From the US government
0: Yeah Captain America is on is On the run from America
1: Yeah uh and he's hiding out in uh, Wakanda, we eventually learn. Uh, he uh, His best friend has willingly gone back into the Deep Freeze so that he doesn't potentially kill anybody. So he's lost that. Uh, let's see. Um, Iron Man is... Um, he's still out there, but his reputation is damaged because he couldn't catch Cap. Uh, at the end, we find out that the uh, Avengers that they did have in prison are... Uh, you know, they're, you know, they're on the run too. So it's like, seriously. Um, so, you know, so the entire program is in ruins. No one's really trusting it. This is not a happy ending. This is not a low stakes movie. Some people have complained that because nobody dies in the movie, it's not a, there's no real stakes for the characters. Can we
0: talk about the almost death? There
1: is though? one. There is one almost death. Yes.
0: Yeah, and not without its consequences. Uh, Rhodey, like it was, it was pretty heavily suggested in the trailers that yeah he was gonna die, but uh, he didn't. But you know he, like his, uh, what was it? Vision accidentally hits him.
1: Yeah, Vision. Uh, while
0: trying, while he's yeah, while he's trying to aim for uh, Falcon.
1: Yeah, he
0: falls. I don't know how many stories he falls a long way in a really heavy metal suit and
1: he's a paraplegic. He's a he's a paraplegic, but the movie doesn't make that easy for him. He's he can't walk. So the movie you know, and he does get bionic legs, but this is the universe where that Yeah, courtesy of Tony. But but here's the thing. He happens to live in a universe where his best friend would be able to make those. I'm not mad yeah. at the movie for giving us that, because that doesn't feel like a cheat, because first of all, it doesn't establish that they're extremely easy to work with. It actually dares to show no. that even in this universe, a real device like that might be flawed and might require a lot of work to get good with. Yeah. Gee, what a funny yeah. idea. Uh,
0: you know, he still has like the, the what is it, the holding on to the railings. Yeah, and
1: and it's still yeah, hard. A lot of
0: falling and yeah falling and trying to get up on his own and yeah it's still gonna be a struggle for him there is still there's still a lot of
1: sacrifice there yeah there is i mean this movie ends with a real sense that okay this universe has been hurt by this movie and look when death is treated as a revolving door in comic books it doesn't have the stakes people think it does death is easy Having the characters having to live with the consequences and then pay the price for them, that's hard. Yeah, there's a quote from Hamilton about that. (laughs) I was just like you when I was younger. Head full of fantasies of dying like a martyr. Yes, dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. And that's what this universe has suggested. Because here's the thing. All these consequences, they're not going to be hand-waved in the next movie. Uh, When Infinity War begins, they're not going to be hand-waved. None of this is going to be overlooked easily. Um, And for the record, we know it's not going to be overlooked because the same writers and directors are uh, working on that one. So we know that this movie is going to be paid very close attention to. There are actual consequences. Here's the thing. If they'd killed Captain America, nobody would have believed it because we know he has to be back for Infinity War. Right. But then he would come back, and it's like, what? He's going to come back, run into Iron Man, and it's going to be like... Glad to have you back. You protected the killer of my parents. Mm-hmm. You can't overlook that. And I don't think that they're going to. I think there's going to be some real, a real price to be paid for this movie. That's why I love this mm-hmm. movie. Um, ah, there's so much good here. Um, I want to really, really stress. This movie is a strong contender for top three best Marvel. I mean, it's at least top three best Marvel movies for me.
0: I put it, I put it uh, just below the original Avengers. I
1: think that problem, like, it's, it's that good. Um, I will say the first act is a little bit rushed as it's putting every piece into place. But all those pieces come together and matter. Um, The thing that I also really love about this movie is that we, we talk about consequences. There are consequences because the movie takes the time to really focus on how the characters feel. How they react to it. Um, you would The big worry when, all, when the cast list was revealed for this movie Was going to be that there were going to be too many characters in it And it was going to feel rushed It doesn't, at all
0: No, they juggle I counted, they juggle about 10, uh, 10 major characters Yeah And, uh, you know, some of those are kind of uh, I think there's at least one on each team that's kind of comic relief-y Yeah uh, And that would be Ant-Man and Spider-Man Yeah
1: which we hit we're going to talk about st- even gotten We're going to talk about Spider-Man <laughs> but, quite a bit, but and Ant-Man only shows up in like one sequence. Uh he's there for the big battle royale, which I'm gonna. we're going to talk a lot about the battle royale. Um but okay, you know, but everybody still gets at least one scene where they're allowed to put some impact in. I love the fact that when Hawkeye shows up in the film to uh do his work, he hasn't he's only been mentioned once briefly before in the movie, but he just kind of shows up and he's like, look, I'm here because I, because we live in a universe where I exist and they don't have to do the setup for him. You know, it's like he shows up and we don't have to see a scene of cap contacting. He shows up and he's like, Hey, I'm here because you know, he, again, we know who he is. We've seen him a few times before so we don't have to sh- we don't have to be told who he is he shows up and uh you know it's like okay he's here
0: yeah and also apparently the imagery of uh him and ant-man kind of teaming up to do combo attacks is also a thing yeah and it's awesome so yeah and it's great well executed yeah
1: uh. I just I like that I feel like the movie handles its character balance astonishingly well, because you never feel like you never feel like anybody's given too much time. Scarlet Witch actually gets a lot to do in this movie. Um, A uh, a good thing because Elizabeth Olsen is an is an excellent actress. Uh, It's pretty obvious where all the acting talent went in that family. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I don't think it's I don't think it's controversial to say she's a much better actress than her sisters. Yeah much better yeah as in even even remotely being an actress would make her a better actress but she's she she's good here um i again i like that i also like that iron man isn't a glorified cameo he really is the second lead in this movie
0: he is yeah
1: he really gets to carry as much of the film as uh Cap and we really get to feel just his Pain Uh, the movie does make one major Revelation about his life that Oh yeah Pepper yeah we find Out we find out that he is a single man The movie does explain by the Way why he was back as Iron Man uh, after seemingly quit Quitting after uh, Iron Man 3 it's simple he's Addicted he can't get past this
0: Yeah it's that's a very Subtle thing and when Avengers 2 came out there Was a conspicuous lack of pepper pots.
1: Yeah. And, well... Now we know.
0: Now we know why. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... I also... I'm sorry, I love the joke that uh, a lot of people said the reason why... uh, you know, before this revelation, the reason why she's not in the Avengers is she would have shut that shit down right now. It's like, no, Tony, you are not making Ultron. No, no, Steve, leave us alone. No, you're not doing
1: this. And that is kind of pointed... (laughs) It sounds funny, but that honestly is the situation. That is kind of actually not... It's not far off. That's
0: not far off.
1: Yeah. You know, the movie doesn't go into any great detail on their breakup, but it's just that, look, you realistically believe that because because of of this character, because he is who he is, I believe that he's addicted to this world, and I don't believe he can get out of it. And it, it is destroying him. and And... And that's a serious thing, but that's also very much true to the character in the comics. Um, You know, the jokes are still there, but they're a lot angrier this time. Uh, Downey plays a much angrier, much darker version of the character than we've seen to date. Honestly, a lot closer to the comic Iron Man, to really be honest. Um, This is much more of the serious Iron Man from the comics, uh, which is fine. Uh, And Downey does a phenomenal job, as always. It's great to have him in this role. Um
0: yeah, this is this is um from what I understand in the comics he's uh, a pretty serious alcoholic. Yeah. And the movies have kind of broached on that a bit, but hasn't really made a big deal of it. Like he's gotten drunk a few times, but I think for the movies this is the real this is the real addiction as through line. Yeah. Like this is where it is. So I think that's a much more Uh, For the movie universe, that's a much more effective uh, piece to play with. His
1: addiction is control. He's trying to control... He's not trying to control the world. He's trying to control his world. And when he feels a lack of control... I mean, this is some really serious stuff for a movie like this to be dealing with. This is a movie where the centerpiece is people punching each other. But the movie really does does touch on this idea that this is a character who has some serious demons. And he's not conquered them, and he lives in a world where nobody is helping him. That's the sad part. Is he lives uh Cracked yeah. made that point uh, in a recent article that he has obvious violent PTSD, but nobody is helping him. And that's yeah, true. exactly. He's someone who needs serious help and he's not getting it.
0: Yeah, I did see I did see that article. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: And the thing about it is, this could be something that I'm really strongly criticizing these films for, but I'm not. Because no. Because I think this is intentional I think we're supposed to see this um,
0: mm-hmm. Well
1: obviously we're supposed to see it It's pretty much text in the movies I love that we're getting this um, You know Captain America A much You know Steve Rogers is a much thinner character He is much more about nobility But I like the movie also doesn't let him off the hook uh, Like for as no. much as the movie You know Paints Iron Man as a dark figure He really does some pretty bad things in this movie. All in the name of some pretty selfish uh, actions. Uh, He's trying to protect his best friend for no other reason than that. Well, he feels loyalty to. They have a history. They have a history. Yeah. It's like, no, he's a war criminal. You should be turning him over to the government right now. If you have any sense of right and wrong, you're turning over your war criminal friend. Oh, he was brainwashed. Let the courts deal with it. Seriously, yeah. And I I don't think we're supposed to think that this is a good thing that he's helping him.
0: Yeah, and even after, like, even after um, uh, the bad guy triggers him and he, he goes off in a rage, you know, he, he corrals him and, you know, keeps him until he calms down. But, you know, he's still helping him.
1: And I don't think we're supposed to be thinking this is a good thing because... You know, at the end, he choose. at the end, Bucky is the only one to be smart and go, you know what? I'm going to go on. Ahead- Fuck this. Yeah. I'm out. I- I'm out. I'm going to put myself in prison. This is naivete on uh, Steve's part. He thinks he can get away with this. He thinks he can get around this. And it's just sheer naivete is what it is. It's chronic naivete. And that's kind of always been something that's been built into the character. He also naively believes that, oh, he can stand up for what's right and what's wrong But there are times where what's right and what's wrong aren't... There are times when it's actually a lot clearer than he thinks it is. Um, Because yes, everything with revealing that Hydra had infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, I I, I get that. Here's the issue. Yeah, Hydra infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D., so what? Uh, You know, they still have a point with these accords. They, they, They still have a point with this registration idea. It still may not be a bad idea... Because look at the damage that you're causing And he refuses to take responsibility for that I mean, it's kind yeah. of fascinating to watch a movie Where both characters are established as being just To some degree in the wrong And to some degree in the right Yeah I love seeing that
0: Yeah, it's They're they're playing with some very serious You know, for a lot of the um, You know, when people compare Not to bring DCF
1: Let's do it, let's do it This that. is the moment This is the moment
0: Let's do it, okay Yeah but yeah, when people compare DC to Marvel, they're, you know, I remember uh, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, the joke was, it's not a fair comparison because it, you know, it's it, this is an issue. But DC was saying, oh, we, you know, Wonder Woman is too complicated a character for us to give a solo movie to. And then Marvel, hey, here's a talking raccoon and a living tree. Oh boy. It's like, let's. It's not a fair comparison, but that's the joke It's like, you know, Marvel had this reputation of uh, being like Oh yeah, we're, you know, we keep the fun and It's
1: like, yeah, they do, but they're dealing with some
0: dark shit And here. they really
1: deal with it They don't let this stuff sit on the mm-hmm. table So let's take this moment to do the thing I didn't want to do But we're going to do it anyway Yeah Let's talk about Batman versus Superman Because I know you have not seen it and I'm going to try to walk around spoilers for it Because there are some things I could spoil
0: we, we do need to get back to Spider-Man We're going yes. to No,
1: no, no, no We're going to But this is the elephant in the room That we have to address Here's what I think of Batman versus Superman Because I have seen it I think it's fun I was entertained by it And I had a really great time watching it I thought the action was a lot of fun I thought it was a good beat-em-up And I thought it was a lot of fun However That said this movie is uh, this movie is so astonishingly stupid. That to see the defenders trying to call it an art film and to try and call it something serious, are you people high? Are you high? I really need to know that because I don't trust the opinion of people who are high on this. This movie is so stupid. And and, again, I want to stress, it's fun, but it is... The character motivations are absolutely garbage. Uh, Superman gets... You know, people have brought up that he only has about 40 lines in the movie. The thing about it is, he doesn't have much to do in the movie. Also, he acts in ways that aren't exactly particularly ideal. Um, Batman is established as being a violent torturer. and Yeah, Uh, who brands people in prison, who brands people so that when they go to prison, they'll get killed there. Yes, that happens. Batman. Yeah, Batman. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm sorry to bring up acting ability, and this may just be a fault of Zack Snyder not knowing how to direct women. Wonder Woman is basically there as a showpiece, and I'm sorry to say it, but uh, her acting was pretty... It makes me... I'm very worried about that movie. I'm very, very, very worried about that movie. Because uh, Godot absolutely did not sell the part at all, even in the least. She sold the physicality of it, but when she talks, you're just like, Ugh, This is just... Ugh. The movie also does an absolutely atrocious job at setting up for the future universe, which is why we're going to segue to Spider-Man after this. But more to the point, the reasons that these characters have for fighting are just that they're simply manipulated into it. You know, they're just manipulated into it. So at the end, they're all buddy-buddy within about five minutes. Oh, and by the way, the fight between the two characters only lasts about five to ten minutes. It's not satisfying even in the least. Yeah.
0: The whole selling point of the film. By the
1: way, the movie is 142 minutes, so you can imagine how much padding goes into it. As I said, I had oh, fun with it and I enjoy it. I even recommend it on a fun level. Um oh by the way, the movie ends with just massive amounts of destruction.
0: Ah, uh, of course.
1: Zack Snyder is the Zack Snyder is the problem with this movie. Let's just call it what it is. He is the problem because he's the one that had complete creative control on the film for some goddamn reason. So that's my thought on the movie. It is a mess and it terrifies me that he gets Justice League. And I loved Man of Steel. I still think Man of Steel is a powerful film. This is not that good. But more to the point, this movie just has so much wrong with it. And I'm not trying to hate on it unfairly, but it's just that... It's just that I have to say that. And as I said, there's some good in it. Ben Affleck is the best Batman we've had yet. Um, Henry Cavill continues to be mm, great as good. Superman. Amy Adams continues to just be in a movie, so that means that she's great. let us I mean, there's good there. Uh, Jeremy Irons is incredible as Alfred. There's so much good there. It's well shot. It's, it's nice to look at. But the, on a script level, oh, Jesse Eisenberg is an absolute atrocity as... Uh, Lex Luthor
0: I've heard he plays it Like way too cartoony
1: This was him basically going hey You think that I only have one note Here's my here's another note that I've got Which by the way I've never actually thought that I always thought he was a pretty good actor Actually until this Um,
0: Here's my other note yeah he uh, You know just watch the social Network yeah oh, God, oh, that's he... such a great movie
1: uh, So okay like yeah. I was Thinking if he'd maybe played Lex Luthor Like that it would have been great Instead he plays him like he's a birthday clown.
0: Yeah, I heard I heard he basically he's basically the Joker. Like he's basically the Dark Knight Joker. Oh no, he's, he's
1: he's he's the Cesar Romero Joker. That's what he is.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. Ouch. But again, at the end of the day, it's one of those movies. It's a fun ride, but but it's like trying to trying to think about this movie is like trying to analyze a theme park ride. When you get off of it, there's nothing to think about, except that you had some fun going through it. And again, that's a shame, because there are so many good things about it. But at the end of the day, when you stop and think about the characters' motivations, they're ridiculous. They're just wow. patently ridiculous. So, no, I uh, that's my issues with Batman vs. Superman. And there, I've made the comparison, but let's make this a good natural segue. One of the things that movie does very poorly is to introduce its new characters. Wonder Woman feels shoehorned in, and I didn't leave the movie wanting another movie with her. On the other hand, let's talk about Black Panther and Spider-Man. Um, let's first address Black Panther, because he's the character that people are less familiar with, but a lot of people sure as hell came out of that yeah. movie wanting a Black Panther movie. Uh, me included, big oh, time. God, yeah. How could you not? Uh, first, of all, he first of all, Hollywood is investing hard in Chadwick Boseman as a star. Uh, he did the James Brown biopic. He did the Jackie Robinson movie. He uh, does Black Panther here. Yeah, I I totally I totally see why they're investing in this guy. I totally see why they think this guy's gonna be a star. He's got all the qualities.
0: I dig it. Yeah, I think you you described him as uh uh a more awesome Batman. Yeah,
1: that's really what he is. Because the whole idea of the character is he's the king of the most technologically advanced nation. Uh, on the planet he is and i like the fact that they do show him as being someone from a modern world from a modern kingdom like you know wakanda is taken very seriously and it's really respected in the marvel universe in this movie his costume is just freaking amazing i mean he looks Mm -hmm. badass as hell um he the way that he moves is just it's a thing to behold um he moves like a cat. He does. the uh, The claws are awesome when the claws come out. Oh,
0: so good. And something
1: subtle that they reveal is that okay, Cap's Shield is made out of vibranium. Mm-hmm. Panther is able to scratch it because his claws are also made out of vibranium.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's true.
1: vibranium is uh, based uh, is uh, the largest deposit is found in Wakanda. So that's that's the source of their wealth. Nice. Everything about this character is just. Incredible, as I said, Bozeman sells the hell out of it. With uh, when he's not in the costume, he sells you that this is a character to follow. He makes uh, T'Challa a character you want to watch. He's very charismatic. Um, he does a good job. He d- he does a good job with a fictional accent. Uh, he does a good job there. Um, yeah, I'm totally sold on him. Uh, and I'm th- and I love the fact that now Marvel absolutely has to make the Black Panther movie. They have no excuse now. Yeah because because we're all gonna go see it we're sold yeah we're sold oh and by the way a big important thing he is the third main character in this film
0: he is yeah there's no doubt
1: yeah he's the one that gets the third most screen time and he uses it well i mean we we really do get to know this character we get to you know he gets him you you described it as a mini origin uh we do kind of get that out of the way um yeah he's awesome
0: yeah and there's not much that has to go into that i mean his his costume is already there because well it's a hand-me-down
1: the fact that he's just basically athletic we don't need any explanations because he doesn't have power so to speak he's just he's just an athletic guy that's enough and oh my god that that first chase sequence when he first shows up wow yes that was
0: amazing
1: the Russo brothers know what they're doing on this. Uh, they know what they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I noticed... Um, I don't know how much that sequence can be credited to them. Because uh, I noticed uh, two of the direct... Um, at least some of the people that helped coordinate some of the action in the movie... Uh, for at least one or two mm-hmm. scenes were the guys that did John Wick.
0: Oh! I, oh, my. I wonder...
1: I I don't know which scenes... But, uh, I could see their, I I could imagine, there are several scenes where I could believe their touches were put into it.
0: You can see the fingerprint.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's high praise because John Wick is awesome. Bring on the sequel, which will be out next year, by the way. I just, I love this character and I'm totally sold on him. And I like that. And I like that he did get so much screen time. I like that Marvel is also finally maybe learning a lesson in terms of merchandising, because they're selling the hell out of him uh, in toys. Mm. Good. I mean, here's a character that, kid, that uh, black kids can do who isn't the sidekick.
0: Yeah. Representation matters.
1: Representation matters. This is a character that black kids are going to watch and feel excited about because he's a badass. He's easily yeah. the equal of the other characters in terms of being awesome. What will dorky white kids have to deal with? Oh, well, you know, there's the other one. Let's Let's talk about Spider-Man at long last
0: Spider-Man Wow Yes Spider-Man Spider-Man Does Marvelite Knows one can I don't know Okay Before
1: (laughs) we get into dealing with this character I'm just going to do a quick thought I'm just going to give my quick thoughts on the first five Spider-Man movies So that we can get that in there as context The first one is a really damn good Mm -hmm. superhero movie I would say it's in the top 20 for me The second one is is a top 3 all time great superhero movies for me. Um, it is as perfect of a Spider Man movie I think as we're ever going to get. A little bit clumsy on the whole powers thing, and that might maybe keep it to top five. But I I, I love Spider Man three and uh, or Spider Man two. Oh God, I did not like. I do not love Spider Man three. Spider Man three. The is, I was about to Spider-Man say. Spider Man three is absolute. Spider Man three is absolute garbage. Um and. Uh, It has a few good scenes, but, um, and honestly, I like the uh, Emo Parker stuff. That is kind of fun. But it uh, trashes character motivations for no other reason than that it can and for false drama. It is a mess on the script level. The Amazing Spider-Man is a fun quality movie that if that had been the MCU entry for the character would have been fine. But it, Ultimately yeah. it was an attempt to start their own Universe and it was ridiculous So um, yeah, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 Looks worse with every passing day And deserved to be the thing that uh, Tanked Sony's plans That movie has a couple of good scenes but it's Even more of a mess than uh, Spider-Man 3 So those are my thoughts on those movies
0: Ouch that's Even more of a mess you say Yeah, yeah it's, it is really I will. I will have to see it at some point, just to say, I saw it. But otherwise, yeah, I am in no rush. This would be a good Lost types,
1: because it's so dialogue heavy.
0: Yeah, let's. We should slate that for some
1: point. Before we get to Tom Holland's take, what are your thoughts on the character until now?
0: Yeah, first one again, really good. Um, like, it was great to see him on big screen. Like, it was his first big screen presence, so that's notable. Second one I liked. I've only seen it twice, but... Uh, yeah, also really good. Third one? No. No. No, just no. Yeah, Sam, Sam Raimi even, like, he did not like the character of... Um, Venom. Um, Venom, yeah. I think that... And I... I think Venom's an awesome villain, and I think he deserved all. lot Venom is an better.
1: amazing character who and, deserved much better. He's the anti-Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, I really hope that down the line, like, I know he's not going to be the first villain for Marvel's uh, version, but um, I hope down the line they resurrect him as a legitimate villain. I hope so. Because that'd be awesome. I hope so. They have the opportunity now. It'll be far enough removed by that point but anyway yeah amazing spider-man i really liked but for some reason i don't know what this means uh i rented it once like from redbox and i watched about half of it and i never finished it before i took it back like it's like i got distracted by other things so i don't know what that means it's like it's exactly
1: i think about right i mean so let's let's get to what everybody else has been saying though. let's get to what everybody else has been saying Everybody yeah. else has been saying this about uh, this version of Spider Man. Holy shit, they nailed it! Yes, you're talking about you're talking about. The yeah, Civil we're talking War about version. we're talking about the MCU Spider Man.
0: Yes. Oh god, yeah from the from the word go when he first shows up, you know it's, it's a, you know when they have the queens across yeah. the the uh, screen, it's like oh shit, this is it. And then you see him, and then you hear, like the moment he speaks, it's like th- y- yeah, yes. this is Spider Man.
1: Yes. Tom Holland absolutely sells the living hell out of Spider-Man. First, which is funny because he's such a different version from what we've had in the past. He is actually a kid. He's actually a teenager. He's actually young. He's actually insecure and awkward, but oh my God, he's Spider-Man. This is, this is the Peter Parker that we've always known. This is the Peter Parker that, and it's nice that we have a teenage Spider-Man. Um, He's someone who, he's poor, and they actually establish that, gee, imagine this, he looks like he lives in poverty. Yeah. What a strange idea.
0: This is one of the things, and Zach pointed this out to me, one of the big criticisms about, you know, well, superhero movies in general is, and especially Spider-Man is, the costume. It's like, the costume in the first, you know, in the first trilogy looks great. Uh the costume in the second trilogy, uh they you know, they do play off the homemade vibe of it, but it still looks great, like somebody professional designed it. Um, uh, because, well, in reality they did, you know, a movie studio did. But, you know, it's like, how how could he afford to A have that suit and B maintain it, you know? And B why would he be able to make it? Exactly.
1: I and mean, it's very well
0: designed. Exactly, and the reality is he can't. So, what's the solution in this film? Tony Stark designs yes.
1: it. Yes, that's what. I, that's what I love about the fact that now they have the access to the other characters, so that you can get an explanation. Stark designs it. Yeah, and for the record, and it works. That first scene between Stark and uh, Spidey—it's great because it feels real. Like I mean, it's this is. We are getting to watch Iron Man and Spider-Man talk In a movie This is the fun Of a shared universe It's not about Being able to build up These mega franchises It's being able to get These tiny moments Um, uh, We do get We do get to Briefly meet Aunt May In this movie
0: Marissa Tomei
1: Awesome casting Looking forward to seeing What she does I like the idea that Okay this is going to Actually be a believably New York Aunt May Someone who actually Mm -hmm. Feels of Like (laughs) Okay, she's supposed to be from Queens. I totally believe that she's from Queens. I like that. I like yeah. that. But yeah, Spider-Man, his costume looks great. They explain the eyes. They actually explain the eyes. Yeah, I love that. If you pay close
0: attention, they are apertures. They are apertures. Yeah, that fluctuate with uh, his expression.
1: By the way, the answer for why she might be believable Uh, As someone from uh, New York Is very easy And very easy to explain She's from Brooklyn She's a Brooklyn native Points for casting She's also 51 by the way Wow She looks amazing Yeah yeah, she's 51 Uh, And I like that the movie Didn't dress her I mean she actually Dressed like someone I would believe from New York I mean again Probably part of that is Actually casting someone But Which is funny Because Tom Holland is British Yeah he's British Really? No, because no, he had a good New York accent, um, and and he talks a lot in his uh, scenes. Uh, this is a Spider Man that does not shut up and even annoys the other characters with that. But that's Spider Man, yes. and oh my God, his, his just the sh- just the sheer scenes of him swinging around, uh, in the big battle royale are amazing. They're everything you want out of this. They're everything you're hoping for. Yeah. So.
0: I think you mentioned one of the things uh uh that makes this great is that he's out of his league, yeah he's scene. actually out
1: of his league he actually stumbles a lot, but that's okay because this is his first time, and it's believable yeah. in its quality and that that whole battle
0: he's also like it's funny that he you know he's even all of the in all of the people he's fighting like like I think he go- he says to one of the characters, "Yeah, sorry about this. I just really want to impress Mr.
1: Stark." Yeah. You know? This is just I love that this is what we're getting. <laughs> um I'm totally down to see where this character is going to go. Uh his movie comes out next year. I'm there. I'm ready for this. This movie has made nice. me excited to see Spider-Man yes. again, and I I didn't think that was going to be possible, especially this quickly. But the movie makes you want it. The movie makes you excited about that. Because this feels like a fresh take. This doesn't feel like the character we've had before. This doesn't feel like a brooding, sad bastard version. This is a fun fun version of the character. I am so sick of this character always carrying the weight. And believe me, you're going to hear about that in another banked episode. How much I'm sick of how the character is being Mm -hmm. written.
0: (sighs) Yeah, once they finally shook it free of the with great power comes great responsibility...
1: And they oh, handle the really origin wild. so quickly. It's it's referred to, it's hinted at, but but they're like, look, you know. You've seen it twice before in movies. We know yeah. you know. Done. Let's just jump past it. Do you see Uncle yeah. Ben here? You don't see him. We're nope? just okay,
0: done. That's right. He's gone, so you know, that's a thing. <laughs> you don't have to watch him die again, it's okay. <laughs>
1: Here's what I want to say about the Battle Royale. Trying to describe action sequences is, is hard, and you would think this would be the thing that I'd want to spend the most time on. I don't. Uh-huh. Uh, it's awesome. It's really well shot. The, uh, there's not a lot of shaky cam. It's a lot of clear shots. Uh, that probably has to do with the fact they shot this uh, in IMAX. There's a lot of good, clear, through-line shots. One subtle thing is that the characters in this movie, when, they're, when they are fighting, they're not fighting to kill uh what leads to the big battle yeah. royale is cap is trying to escape with bucky and the other team has to show up to uh s- try and stop them and that's what leads to that yeah it's a good fight it's just it's good clear scenes i like that ev- that it's even implied that everybody is pulling their punches because they don't want to hurt each other especially the black widow hawkeye yeah. fight you can tell the movie even comments on that that they don't want to hurt each other it makes it personal yeah and i like that i like that that's explained because too often in movies it's like why aren't they trying to kill each other well there's a good reason there's personal
0: it's like well yeah they still they there's still that basic level of uh look i want you to be on my side but you know since you're not i really kind of have to subdue you for the moment
1: yeah. I mean, and that's just it. It's about subduing. It's about trying to get away. Which is not true in the final fight between uh, Cap and Iron Man, where it really is a fight to kill.
0: No. That that's one is brutal. Yeah. That one is brutal. Yeah. But I think one of my favorite. I think. Probably my favorite element of the fights beside of the big fight besides Fireman is Ant Man.
1: Yeah. Uh um, let's not spoil let's if if we have we've spoiled so much. Let's not spoil the one big fun part about Ant Man.
0: The one big one, so to speak, yeah. yeah we're not gonna spoil um,
1: that. That was awesome. Yeah. But that was incredible.
0: Yeah. But the even aside from that, my favorite part my favorite uh, moment from that is Here, throw this at this Yeah, He hands him a tiny A tiny truck He throws it, it explodes
1: He's like, I thought it was a water truck
0: I thought it was a water truck
1: (laughs) The fun that Paul Rudd Is having in this sequence You would expect someone who's a big (laughs) name To be like completely uh, Bored and tired Being brought into this You get the feeling that Rudd is just having the absolute time Of his life getting to be in this scene
0: I'm in a Marvel film! Yeah, you can, yeah. Tell he's,
1: you can tell he's loving it. And that's even in the character. That he's obviously like completely in awe of these people. I yes. love that. I love that these movies... I, I think about uh, the joke that Linkara frequently has in his uh, things where he's always like, Be impressed, damn it. Well, here's a movie where characters actually are impressed for once. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I really have such love for this movie. I, I really do. Um... The more that I, you know, it's funny because, okay, when we discuss things like Spider-Man 3, uh, I, my, you can hear my hatred growing My love for this movie is just really through the roof This is absolutely 100% the movie I hoped it was going to be Is this, again, is this a note-for-note Civil War movie? No, it's not, but it's wonderful, and it is what it is, and I have hope for the future of the Marvel Universe uh, So, that's my thoughts on this movie just a last note from what i understand and
0: what's rumored is that uh phase four is pretty much a reset i mean they're going to like all the you know this whole time they've been introducing new characters to care sort of carry on the mantle beyond yeah you know the original six uh but you know after the original six are gone you know that's what's going to be phase four. Is the new characters? Yeah,
1: we're gonna, you know, we'll see the guardians continue. We'll see a few others, you know. But, but that, and I like that idea. I like that maybe this can be a legacy, and that, and I think that's going to yeah. keep it fresh. I think that's going to keep it exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward. It keeps
0: actors. It also keeps actors from not having to do the same films over yeah. and over.
1: Um, though I bet Chris, yes. I bet Chris Hemsworth wishes he could.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look
1: at his box office outside of this; uh, it's not good. Um, but uh, I'm I'm excited about where things are going. Um, next up on the Marvel Cinematic Universe slate, um uh, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy two next year. Um, we've got Doctor Strange mm, in November, yeah. which y'all volume two. Y- y'all may be getting a fun cast for Doctor Strange. Um, yes, we're hoping is the plan. Um, so you've got Doctor Strange yeah, yeah, coming. Yeah. You've also got um. You know, we haven't touched on the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows. Um, and by the way, uh, if
0: we do end up doing a live Doctor Strange, we will have a guest. We will
1: have a guest, absolutely. <laughs>
0: that's a that's a given.
1: It's 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 a it's a Marvel Cinematic Universe film starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Not hard to guess the guest. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. so I oh yeah, true. Sure, I thought sure. this was I thought this was a perfectly. Uh, but you got that. You've got um, and then Spider Man gets his film next summer. And then uh, Thor will get his, and then I think it'll be, uh, then I think it's uh, Black Panther, and then we start the, uh, then we start Infinity War. So that's how the universe is looking.
0: Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw. Uh, I think I might have told you about Avengers Three is still going to be split into two parts, but, it's not- but they're not calling it Part One and Part Two. Hmm. I like, I like that idea. Yeah, I mean, I think especially after mocking jay um there might be um, some,
1: there might be some pressure to not do that yeah
0: to not do that even though you know people will see a two-part avengers i mean they
1: they've on. already well i mean here's the thing it's been a 13 really these movies are all connected i mean
0: yeah 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 so that doesn't really matter all that much but
1: yeah calling it part one and part two is out yeah and i think that's a good idea so it'll be interesting but um yeah you know um Here's the thing, I think the state of Marvel is really good right now. I think things are still good. I just as long as you're doing something as amazing as Civil War, I'm glad. So um uh, I look forward to the future. So
0: um One of the things that I've that seems to be the trend with Marvel is uh since phase one ended, uh, I think they've been actually taking a lot more risks. Like, especially with the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. which we mentioned was a huge risk and that paid off great so now they're going into some weirder territory and i like it like dr strange looks wonderfully weird
1: yeah it does no we uh we are not going to discuss the uh controversy uh, regarding dr strange we're going to provide a link to we're going to provide a link to uh film room patron uh sean's amazing work that he's been doing instead of that let's just let's just say that's going to be they'll speak for us but um I'm looking forward to to this. I just things are good. The state of Marvel is wonderful. It is risk taking. It, uh, from what I've heard behind the scenes, the guys that have been trying to kind of keep it more conventional have been fired. Which, yeah, because ri- the writers have very much Im- of Civil War have very much implied that that was the case. Really? Yeah. Which? Wow. So, yeah, because uh, Ike uh, Perlmutter who was really causing a lot of the trouble, has been shuffled off from the films. Like what? Uh. Like,
0: what's the example of, like, uh, them trying to keep it Mark and Mitchell, like, what...
1: Widely thought that Thor 2 was heavily altered because of him. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. 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 Widely thought that maybe some of the issues with Avengers 2 were him. Ah. Okay, this makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? So, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. Uh, Let's see where the universe goes. Um... But um, we will check in with y'all next time. and Yeah, you can find us
0: at the source of the cast at uh, thefilmer.podbean.com. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, it usually comes out the day after there. And rate review us there, as always. Yeah, you can email us at filmmermpodcast at gmail.com. We encourage that. You can find us on our Twitters. Austin is at Untitled User. I am at Band PRD, And the cast as a whole is at FilmroomCast. And, of course, Harold Ragsdale. You can find him at Films. Yeah, you can find us on our Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash TheFilmroom. We have almost 800 likes on there, which is impressive. I am so happy with how the Facebook page is doing you can find us on our side blog of course uh, a lot of stuff going on there The thefilmroomlobby.wordpress.com and of course last but not least last but never least the Patreon mm-hmm. yeah we thank you guys for your continued support it is very much appreciated like it's it's great not to have to worry about you know the cost of running the Podbean it
1: really is um
0: yeah and not not having to worry about space that is that has been continuously so wonderful.
1: It's it it is. And we and we really want to do some fun stuff with it. Um the mini sodes are very much intended as something to be fun, something for us to do with it. Um So yeah, we hope y'all are enjoying it.
0: Thank thank you, Sheila, thank you, Daisy, thank you, Bridget, thank you, Sean from Notoli,
1: and thank you, Nathan. Patreon.com slash the filmer So yep, so till next time, Excelsior. Like Celtsy To keep this up, but I've only got one job here today and I gotta impress Mr. Stark, so I'm really sorry. What? You couldn't have done that earlier.